Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? the Jets tonight at seven and four just three weeks ago it looked like they were locked to make the playoffs they've lost three straight now they're on the outside looking in but taking on a team on Thursday night football in Jacksonville who's trying to win their own division should be a fun one tonight we discuss right now on Canty and Carlin ESPN Radio ESPN app Sirius XM channel 80 I'm Gabe Nigel he's Randy Scott we are in for the guys and if hearing that Monday night football music doesn't get you jazzed to talk about football I, I just can't help you like that just gets me <laughs> I hear the bum, 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 and I just get in the mood to talk football. I just get really excited about it. And the conversation surrounding the Jets right now is all about their quarterback. We know they've got a really good defense. They've got some fun weapons offensively as well. But can their quarterback get those weapons, the football, efficiently? Because we've seen Mike White out there. We've seen him have some success. But then he has the rib injury that he suffers against Buffalo, and Zach Wilson has to play last week and isn't as efficient as he needs to be, has a a pretty crippling interception that he throws. And this Jets team just doesn't seem the same with Zach Wilson on the field versus Mike White and Jordan Poyer, Bill Safety. Tuesday right here on this very program, Canty and Carlin noticed this and had this to say about Mike White and the Jets. That's a heck of a thing to say about the discrepancy that the Jets play with Mike White versus Zach Wilson. I know that Poyer tries to save it in the middle, like, oh, but he's still, you know, he's still going to be, Zach Wilson's still going to be a pretty good quarterback. (laughs) But when the opposing team, Randy, is noticing the energy difference that an offense plays with within their division between two quarterbacks, that to me is a big red flag on Zach Wilson. It's funny that they're not, you know, they're not trying to to disrupt. This isn't like a misinformation campaign against you know the 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 one 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 of their threats in the division. Like they look down on the Jets right now, and they look at it, and they're just you can trust what Poyer's saying. I mean, he can he's picking up on it as a defensive player, and he's saying that as someone who has reason to sort of you know not fear, but at least respect this team when Mike White inspires that energy. I I you know didn't play football at any level whatsoever I can't break this thing down in terms of oh yeah you know they run different this concept and this whatever else I've watched the game I see production I see efficiency on offense I see easy plays looking easy I see tough plays looking somewhat easier than they should with Mike White and I just see mistake laden football uh you know with with Zach Wilson and where you can tell that his teammates like him and rally around him, you see the T-shirts that they made for Mike White. Like a week after he got the starting job, you know, Mike Bleepin' White T-shirts Braxton Berrios was was wearing. And you can also see – so there's a video out today. Uh, Zach Wilson got his offensive line scooters as a, as a holiday present. And you can tell, looking at this young man, that he did this out of obligation. The video's on all sorts of social media. It's out there. You look at his face – 
He is not like there's the the body language is not of someone who's like, hey, I want to take care of my guys. I'm doing the right thing. It was I felt like I had to do this. Yeah, and and maybe that's because you see other pictures and videos. I know one that's been going around is Patrick Mahomes, you know, with the golf club manufacturer that he works with, was able to hook up all of his offensive linemen with new sets of golf clubs. And and you see this all the time around Christmas with quarterbacks getting their offensive linemen, things like that. But chemistry can be maybe overblown from time to time. But it's a real thing. It's a real thing within winning organizations where you have that camaraderie that you want to play for one another. You want to play Mm -hmm. for each other. You want to go out there and put your best effort out there. And that quarterback position, being the leader on the field, if, if the team feels that way, it's going to show. And obviously it has. That, to me, I, I don't know how you fix that if you're Zach Wilson. I, I honestly don't know. Like You can work hard and, and go to your personal quarterback coach during the offseason and work on decision-making and accuracy and, and physical things on the football field. Yeah. But if your teammates don't feel like they want to play for you, I don't know how you fix that problem. And that certainly seems to be a problem within the Jets. It's either a culture culture change or it's a location change. It it is. That's how how it has to be. It does not help Zach Wilson that Mike White is so likable. That it is just not a good omen. It's not a good harbinger for Zach Wilson's time in New York. You cannot go from being the guy to the afterthought, you know, because of how galvanizing Mike White has been. It's why the quarterback position, though, is paid on the way that it is. I truly believe it is the most important position in sports, but not all of that is because of what you do on the field. It has to be how you command the offense, in and out of the huddle, you know, crunch time, uh, two-minute drills, four-minute offense, quick change, sudden change. You have to have eyes on you and a belief in what you are telling them to do. You put the marching orders in place. Yeah, you might be getting from the sideline of the skybox, but you have to be able to command a room of any size. It's either the quarterback room and how small that is, the offensive meeting room, however larger that is, or the most important room in terms of actual impact on the field, the huddle. The literal huddle is its own room that you have to be able to command, and you can tell that Mike White does that better in a much smaller sample size, but still does that better than Zach Wilson. Yeah, the, the part uh, the, that really sticks out for me in that Poyer comment is that, oh, yeah, even if he throws two or three picks, like you can see those guys are out there playing for him. You can see Mike White has that energy. He's, he's not you know, coming out there moping. He's still coming out there still thinking he can make plays and sling it around, and even if he makes a couple of mistakes where you don't have that same feeling, it seems, for the New York Jets when Zach Wilson is under center, which is I, – I, I, it's unfortunate if you're a Jets fan because, again, at 7-4 and four, – you have Mike White. He had been playing pretty well, even played pretty well against in that um, in the Vikings game in which they lost. They were so close to winning that one and even played pretty well despite getting the crap kicked out of him and taking a couple of the big shots that he did against the Bills. If you're a Jets fan, my guess is you're sitting there today going, uh, I, I don't know how I feel about our team now on the outside looking in, trying to chase their way into the postseason, especially with the games that are now laid out in front of them and how important they're going to be for tonight Jacksonville end of the season Miami oh yeah no I mean if you look at the Jets right now the ground that they have to make up is not insurmountable because you have the Patriots in front of them right now the Jets are the nine seed Jaguars are actually the 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 10 the the 10 seed and Jacksonville is favored to go ahead and overtake Tennessee and take the divisional playoff spot that would come uh, with the AFC South but the Jets it is all out in front of them 
And they're not asking. They're in a, in a fortunate position to be able to rely on their defense, rely on their ground game, even after the loss of Brees Hall. Zonovan Smith has been a, a revelation for them. They can play sort of ugly, muck-it-up throwback football and hold water until Mike White gets back. They just need Zach Wilson to not. You know, it's one thing to, uh, you don't have to bring a lot to the table. You just can't take things off of the table when you get there. They need Zach Wilson to stop taking things off the table. We asked you, and what team should John Morant fear in the Western Conference? And now what we're going to do is gonna, we're going to ask an NBA expert. So that's coming up next, ESPN Radio, Series XM Channel 80. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Seems like a celebration for the NBA on Christmas. Five big-time matchups, as you heard, across ESPN ABC. A couple of those games right here on ESPN Radio as well. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, Series XM, Channel 8, and the ESPN app. I'm Gabe Nigel, along with Randy Scott, and we're getting ready to break down some of those Christmas Day games with Shanae Ogumake, ESPN basketball analyst. Shanae, thank you for joining us. What game of those five on Christmas Day are you looking forward to the most? It's funny, I'm going to steal a line from Kendrick Perkins and say, first and foremost, we're looking forward to the Christmas food and also the Christmas gift. And then, and then after that, of course, the game that I'm probably looking forward to the most is the Celtics and Bucks matchup. Just because you have one preeminent MVP in Giannis Antetokounmpo and then one rising MVP in Jason Tatum. And the Celtics have really been slumping. You know, as of late, I think they just got that, like someone said, the dog days of December are hitting them. And I don't know what the weather is like in Boston or Connecticut or New York where you guys are at. I don't relate because I'm in Los Angeles where it's still beautiful. But I do think the dog days are hitting the Celtics a little bit harder. And so to see Jason Tatum sort of rise up to the occasion against Someone that is averaging Giannis Antetokounmpo 31 and 11. That to me is must watch basketball. You used to know what Connecticut was like, Shanae, before you defected and you went. I served my time five years. Serve my time. Serve my time, Shanae Ogumake. I mean, that's just it's kind of rude, isn't it, Shanae? You come on the show. I I felt like I was cordial, Randy, at the beginning. Look, I I have to leave this show in 45 minutes. It's going to be sub-zero temperatures here (laughs) in the state of Wisconsin. With the biggest snowstorm we've had so far this yeah. year. That, like, I mean, it just seems unnecessary that you decide to rub it in my face, Shanae. 
Cold season, cold world, baby. <laughs> she <laughs> Chanae doesn't care. She does not care. Nope. All right. Not even a little bit. I was going to say I miss you, Chanae, and I, and I, I, I don't want to lie to the people. I um, do miss you, though. I really miss the jokes and everything. <laughs> we used to have fun when we were friends. All right, so now – John Morant, I want to play. We're going to play a little 10 second clip, okay? This is John Morant sitting down with, with your you know, co host there uh, on the NBA, just all, all sorts of programming with Malika Andrews. And she asked him, Who scares him in the NBA? Listen to what Jaw had to say. Janae, he says he's fine in the West. What do you think of what he had to say? He's not lying. <laughs> He's not lying. They're, in the West, the West is a hot mess right now, just because with the exception of the Grizzlies, right, you think about the Nuggets surging and what Jokic has done, like that's great. But when we think about people that have earned championships that we say in a premier way, you know, are threats like the Lakers or the Clippers or even the Warriors without Steph, I don't think they're wor- – I don't think the Grizzlies and Ja are worried about them. Maybe more so the rising tide of young players. Like, there's two categories that I always break down in the West. You've got those top teams, right, or, like, the historically great players uh, with Steph, uh, with LeBron, with Kawhi Leonard. But then you've got a great rising crop of Ja and Luka and Jokic, right? And so it's kind of interesting because I've always said, because people ask me the same question about the Celtics, like, can they win a championship? I was like, their biggest threats are the Bucks, And so that, once again, brings the answer back to the East. So I understand what Ja is saying, but you know Ja likes to keep it spicy. He always says, like, they run up the <laughs> chimney because they, they want all the smoke. So I like this, and I, I like that he's sort of putting the league on notice, saying, like, we want to be the ones coming out the West because we see that health and availability is the most important thing, and I think they're primed for that this year. Sinead Ubekay, ESPN basketball analyst, joining us here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. So, Grizzlies were the two-seed last year in the West, got bounced in the Western Conference semifinals. Right now, they're the two-seed and will, you know, could be the one-seed as well. What would stop? What potentially could stop the Grizzlies from making a run to the finals? I think it's what we just witnessed from last year's playoffs, and that's the Golden State Warriors in one of my favorite books, Catching Fire. <laughs> Do you guys read that one? Or is it your kids? <laughs> Poor joke. <laughs> but, you know, Hunger Games and all that type of yeah. stuff. Because the playoffs are the Hunger Games. And, and the Warriors catching fire the way they did. Clay Thompson averaged 20 in the series, you know, getting himself to a championship. Steph, finals MVP. Wiggins played his best basketball. Pool was a bucket. Draymond doing what Draymond does, just poking the bear. Like, we saw that all come together where they were on the floor just the right amount of time leading into the playoffs that brought them a championship. So I would be worried about a team like that, that if all their stars were healthy and you're going to have to play them at home, if they steal a game on the road and then they go home, like, we've all seen the split. They're like three and 300 on the road so far this season. But once you enter Chase Center, the energy is different. So I think the Warriors – to me, are still, like, you know, their favorites, but even though they're not playing like defending champs right now. Janae, I want to I focus on Kevin Durant and, and, and awareness. You know what I mean? Like, you are aware of being a menace when you join us on the show in a, in a, a supposedly friendly <laughs> conversation. Kevin Durant is aware. This is on the Nets not playing on Christmas Day. He goes, there's probably some people, especially with how the Knicks are playing and the way we're playing right now, I feel like that would be the perfect matchup on Christmas 
hopefully we get that going forward. But, yeah, I'm probably responsible for us not playing on Christmas with what went on this summer. But, hey, it is what it is. Basically saying, like, there are people who didn't know I'd still be on this team on Christmas, so they weren't going to schedule the Nets for Christmas Day basketball. Is that awareness or is that just a, a humble brag on KD's Look, part? I think it is a humble brag, but also I think this is weirdly a good thing for the Nets because I was going to say this on air today, like no more drama, way more buckets because they've had oh. no drama lately and they've gotten way more buckets flying under the radar. They've been 11-1 and one in their last 12 games during this span. They've had the best offense in the NBA. The numbers that Kevin Durant, he's shooting 65% from the field during this span, like 50, 40, 90s on steroids also for Kyrie. And so you look at what they're doing, they're not missing. They're playing great basketball. And I think Christmas Day, I would have loved to see a New York Knicks team that was just streaking versus a Kevin Durant, Kyrie team where they are literally dominating. I would have loved to see that, but maybe long-term flying under the radar, getting to the playoffs with a little bit of synergy, finally getting Ben going, getting that perimeter shooting there, finding a defensive identity, maybe sneaking into the playoffs. Maybe you want to make your real noise when it really counts instead of, you know, having the street cred or the humble brag of being on Christmas Day. Janae Ogumake, our guest, ESPN basketball analyst, helping us break down things, getting ready for Christmas Day across ESPN and ABC here on Canty and Cullen, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. You brought up the Warriors, and maybe they're the team, as you said, that could catch fire and be a threat to the Grizzlies. But can all of the Warriors' issues be attributed to the injuries that they've had to go through in this early part of the season? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, I'll never forget when they came and they went to play Orlando, and everyone's like, oh, what do you think like is going to happen in this game on the road? And I was like, have you been seeing what Paolo Bancaro's doing coming into the league? Yeah. Have you seen them dogs and those young players? Like, they want to get one on the defending champs. And ever since then, it just seems like, you know, teams are realizing that, hey, we can sort of like, they won a championship, but we can knock them off and, and, and sort of get in their heads in a way that we've never seen happen with the Warriors before. So I think that this is largely a situation that like has been blown out of proportion basketball-wise. They know how to play basketball. They know how to defend. They know how to, how to have good offense. But sometimes things get in your head. And that also, the most important thing is, like, what do you signal to your um, opponents? You signal that, like, hey, there's blood in the water, and the, the Sharks are out hunting the Golden State Warriors on the road. And I think that's, like, two sides of it that people don't really understand. So the Warriors, they need to figure out, like, they need to get quality wins on the road just for, like, the mental psyche so that they can show – up consistently because you don't want this happening, you know, when they get in the playoffs. Janae, we appreciate the time. I hope you get to have all the Christmas food that you want. I hope you get all the Christmas presents you were hoping for. Thank you. I hope you enjoy all the NBA games (laughs) on Christmas Day across ESPN and ABC. I appreciate y'all. Y'all know I was joking. I love you guys. Most of the time, kind of, sort of, not really. (laughs) Happy New Year, Janae. (laughs) Happy New Year. Bye, you guys. Taneo Gumake, ESPN basketball analyst. Uh, again, she has no remorse. And I'm not saying she should, but, uh, you know, she just kind of came in here, decided to dunk on us, Randy, and maybe we deserve to be dunked on. No, dunked we on. didn't deserve it. Oh, no, no, no. No, we did not deserve <laughs> I it. I disagree. We did not deserve it. However, uh, that was – wait, who disagrees? Get at – peanut gallery in there just chirping away. Um, but Sinead will flex on living in L.A., man. That's it's a different world out there.
I mean, I guess good for her. I'm, I'm happy for her. I'm not jealous at all. Time to make some money. <laughs> Give up some props. That's coming up next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Give props brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Right here on Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Gabe Nights along with Randy Scott. We've got a list of prop bets for tonight's Thursday night game between the Jets and Jags. And to help us run through them all, we bring in Evan Wilner. What's going on, Evan? All right, so let's go. This is my favorite one. I do it every week to start. Who will score the first touchdown tonight in Thursday night football, Randy? I only think there's – I really do think there's just one touchdown tonight. I really do. So first and only, maybe? Um, God, that's a great question. I'll go with Travis Etienne. It's chalky. Dang it. He took mine. It's chalky. No, dude, pile on. It's not right. I haven't been right on these in a while. Um, I think, <laughs> and I think it's going to be in the passing game. I think ETN is going to be, uh, is going to be involved in the passing game a lot more. So I'd also take maybe his, 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 you know, prop yardage over, but I, I think it's going to be a receiving touchdown for Travis ETN. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on Travis ETN. It just makes sense to kind of lean on the running backs with the way the weather is supposed to be. At the Meadowlands, you know, it's supposed to be windy, it's supposed to be rainy, and, and mm-hmm. when that type of inclement weather rolls through, it just screams to me, rely on the running backs, and Jacksonville seems like a team that's, I, I think Jacksonville wins tonight, so I lean towards them scoring the first, and if you're right, only touchdown, so I'm going to go ETN as well. Yeah, ETN plus 375, the Jets running back uh, Zonovan Bam Knight at plus 460. Trevor Lawrence, over under one and a half touchdown passes. I know where Randy's going. He's going under. So, Gabe, <laughs> over under one and a half passes for Trev- uh, touchdown passes for Trevor Lawrence. Also under on this one. That That's just such a good pass defense for the Jets. And, again, add in the inclement weather that's happening for New York. I am going under on one and a half uh, touchdown passes tonight for Trevor Lawrence. Same, same, same. Going under. feel like it's going to be low scoring. Low scoring, though, is not going to mean field goals. I don't think we're going to see anything longer than about a 30, 30 to 35 yard chip shot if if need be. Um, I think it's going to be under, and I think it's going to be Travis Etienne. All right, this number seems really high, but I'll ask it anyway, Randy. Over under 30 and a half pass attempts for Zach Wilson. Under. Under. I, I No way. No, it's going to be it's Bam Smith is going to tote the rock. 
plenty. That is how you attack Jacksonville. Bam Knight. Bam, what did I say, Smith? Yeah. My bad. Uh, Bam Knight. And uh, <laughs> Bam Smith, him too. He's going to get too. a bunch of carries too. Everybody's tonight. getting carries. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a ground attack for the Jets. Take the ball out of Zach Wilson's hands. Hopefully don't make many mistakes. Given the weather, again, I keep coming back to the weather, but also Jacksonville has struggled a bit against the run defensively. It just does not make a ton of sense for Zach Wilson to be dropping back and throwing a ton of passes tonight. I'm going under as well. All right, will Zach Wilson throw an interception? Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> yes. Even on the limited, yes. even on the limited attempts. <laughs> yeah, even on limited attempts. So, hey, uh, Gabe, I, I look at this and I see that he had 35 attempts last week against the Lions, and otherwise, got to go all the way back to October when he had 41 against the Patriots. Otherwise, he hasn't cleared that number. So. I feel pretty safe with that attempts, but I also think Windy, I think he's not going to have as much control. I could see a tip or something get away from him, so yeah, definitely interception. Yeah, he decides to try to go up top early. Ball just kind of floats, gets away from him, ends up in the arms of a safety. Seems seems to be, I feel pretty good about yes on an interception on it, this one. It's so embarrassing. I mean, it is plus money for him not to throw an interception. Same for Trevor Lawrence, for that matter, but it is wow. literally... Plus 139 for, for Zach Wilson to not throw an interception. Wow. All right, I know the answer to him. You're going under on 192 and a half passing yards, right? We're both going, everyone's going under? Yep. All right. On ba- Zach Wilson, yep. Yeah. Bam Knight, over under 59 and a half mm. rushing yards, Gabe. Uh, I'm going to go over on this one. Uh, you're gonna have, they're going to have to move the ball somehow, and Bam Knight seems to be the way to go. Again, Jacksonville has struggled against the run, gave up some rush yards last week against the Cowboys in what was a shootout. So, to me, it, it, yards have to come from somewhere. We're, we're not just going to be on, under on everything, so I'm going over on the 59.5 rushing yards for Bam Knight. What about Bam Smith, though? Can I mean, we, I'd we, take the over on him. Get a I'm taking the prop- over on everybody who's a running back. On Bam Smith. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take the over for exactly uh, you know that, that reasoning. I think it's the safest way to move the football tonight, and it's going to be on the ground for really for, uh, for, for the Jets possibly the rest of the way until they get Mike White back. So I'll take, yeah, I'll take over 59. Matter of fact, I'd, I'd maybe mess around with some alt rushing lines here for Bam Knight. I wonder what the odds are for, uh, for maybe 70. If he goes 70 or over. If you can get plus 100, plus 150, something like that, I'd take that too. Let me check that out and come back to you on that mm-hmm. one. Meanwhile, uh, over, under, uh, half a carry for Bam Smith. <laughs> under. Under. Over. Since, yeah. Oh, over. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Everybody's getting touches tonight on the ground. Uh, speaking of, Trev. Like, it's going to be like Bill's Patriots last year. It might be for the Jets. They may, like, it may be three, three pass attempts for Zach Wilson tonight. Uh, Travis Etienne over under 86 and a half rushing plus receiving yards, Randy. Oh, whoa. <sighs> oh, that's such a good number. You said 86 and a half. I'll go, I'll go over because I think he gets to about 60 receiving yards. So I don't think there'll be efficiency on the ground. Just maybe enough to keep, uh, to, to keep the Jets honest. I think he's going to do his damage through, through the air. So I'll say over. Yeah, with the wind blowing, it seems like the safe bet would be to get some of those passes into the flat to a guy uh, who's one of your better athletes in ETN. I'm going over on this one as well, but I'm with you. It was a really good number, and it's when, when I saw the list that Evan had put up on my screen, like yeah. this is the one I had to think longest on, but I will go over here. Because, again, the yards have to come from somewhere. Uh, so for Bam Knight, 
Uh, plus 140 uh, is the alt rushing yards at uh, 70 plus rushing yards. So plus 140. Not not a high enough number to go there. Okay. Okay. All right. Last one. Garrett Wilson's longest reception will be over or under 22 and a half yards. Uh, Randy. That's such a perfect number. Um, I'll I'll take the over because I think there could be some catch and run opportunity. There could be a bubble screen. Could be something like that. Jacksonville does not have the Jets' uh, pass defense at all. Um, so I'll say that they are gettable through the air on you know the average uh, the, like the A dot average uh, uh, distance air air distance over targets whatever that is it'll be close to the line of scrimmage. So a catch and run is in the offing. I still take over. Yeah, I'm going to take the over on this one as well. I think they're going to find a way to get the ball in Garrett Wilson's hands because he is one of the more off- explosive offensive weapons. Only had four receptions last week, and I understand you're not going to be pushing the ball down the field like you did last week against a Bad's Lion secondary, but four catches for 98 yards last week. I, I think he finds a way to break at least one for over 22 and a half yards. So that will do it for our give us, give, giving out some props here on Canty and Carlin. Coming up next... We're going to go over some key NFL stories that we've missed throughout the course of today's show. That's three and out. It's next on ESPN Radio. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series XM, Channel 80. I'm Gabe Nights along with Randy Scott. Some three NFL stories that we haven't touched on quite yet here on the show. Before we get out of here, we begin with the Titans. We've been talking a lot about the team that's playing tonight, trying to catch the Titans in the Jaguars. But the Titans very likely are going to be without starting quarterback Ryan Tannehill for the remainder of the season to do a right ankle injury that's likely to require surgery. That's according to sources that confirmed that to ESPN on Wednesday. So my question to you, Randy, after the start of the season by Tennessee and now Jacksonville nipping at their heels, is Mike Vrabel on the hot seat for the Titans? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There, there, there should be no reason for him to get docked for having to compete, actually doing a tremendous job competing in the AFC with quarterbacks like, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and he's rolling out there and, and and getting the one seed with Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback? No, they should build him a statue. He shouldn't be on the hot seat at all. <laughs> I'm with you. It's it's wild because one month ago he was the front runner to win coach of the year because you look at the roster and you're going, wait, how are they winning that many games? How are they still in in the chase to have a top seed in the AFC that's, that's now cooled off with this losing streak that they're on? But – the defense is good. The offense is lacking weapons, and now Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill is hurt. Maybe it's good for them to get a better look at Malik Willis and try to figure out what that position yeah. looks like going forward for them. Uh, but Mike Vrabel, to me, Vrabel should not be on the hot seat. I think they really like him in in Tennessee. I think he's got a, a bit of a longer leash for the Titans. 
Uh, moving on to story number two, Tyler Huntley is going to be starting at quarterback for the Ravens in place of Lamar Jackson for Saturday's game against the Atlanta Falcons. That was announced today by their head coach and John Harbaugh. Harbaugh expressed no concern over Huntley's right shoulder injury, which made him limited in Wednesday's practice. This is going to mark the third straight game that Jackson has been sidelined with a knee injury. How do you feel about the Ravens' chances of holding on to a playoff spot in the AFC without Lamar for the third straight game? Oh, man. Um, I, I I feel lukewarm. I feel tepid about it. I look at the uh, playoff picture in the AFC, and 9-5 and five will get you the, you know, 9-5 and five will get you one of the wild cards. Okay. But nipping behind you, man. I mean, the Chargers are right there. The Dolphins are right there. I'd worry about the Jets and the Jaguars. Like, I don't know. I, I'm 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 losing enthusiasm. I'm losing steam. And maybe it's because we've also seen what the, you know, quote unquote ceiling is right now on the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. And it's a shadow. It's a whisper of what it was in the last couple of seasons. So even with Jackson coming back and being hundred percent, as though this injury never happened, they're not a threat in the AFC. This kind of makes me wonder if Baltimore's front office with with what's happened the last couple of seasons and them not giving Lamar Jackson the contract extension that he wants, and now he's set to be a free agent, my guess is he ends up getting the franchise tag. But does this almost justify the way that they feel? Because the same thing happened last year with Baltimore where Lamar got hurt. Tyler Huntley played well, but they lost some games down the stretch and they ended up missing the postseason. So I, I'm wondering if they're sitting up there going, yeah, this is why we didn't want to put all the eggs in the Lamar Jackson basket because he hasn't been able to consistently stay healthy to get us into the postseason. Yeah. And now we're seeing, again, that, that story play out once again. It, by well, the way, I would be one that would sign up quickly for a Lamar Jackson extension. I would put all sure. my eggs in the Lamar Jackson basket, even I'll, if that ended up getting me fired as a GM. I'll tell you who has to stay healthy, too, is Tyler Huntley right now. I mean, he's, he's, it's not his fault he got a concussion against the, the Steelers. It was a vicious hit. But quarterback, protect thyself right now because behind you is Anthony Brown. And Anthony Brown is a rookie out of Oregon, and that's, he, may be, he may be a tremendous NFL quarterback one day, but he has as many starts at quarterback right now as you and I do, Gabe. And with your playoff hopes starting to look a little bit more tenuous, like let's go ahead and keep the backup turn starter in that starter role. For a team that had a pretty bad Sunday, things have been going well for the Washington Commanders since then. Had a great viral video uh, with their pro bowlers uh, over the week. And now defensive end Chase Young is going to be playing for the first time this season, more than 13 months after he originally injured his right knee. Young is going to be playing a limited role for the Commanders when they play San Francisco on Saturday. Pivotal game, though, for Washington. They're trying to hold on to that seventh and final playoff spot with three games remaining in the NFC. My question for you, Randy, is do the Commanders hold on to that seventh and final playoff spot in the NFC? <laughs> they do. They do. Uh, that tie is going to loom absolutely large. I think the Giants lose this week. So then uh, if Washington wins and the Giants lose, they tie each other. The Giants would hold the tiebreaker head-to-head. But the Seahawks are behind them. Seahawks have to play the Chiefs this week. Like You can start looking at opponents and start to forecast who has more winnable games. This is not a winnable game for Washington, however. I do think Brock Purdy is throwing hospital balls right now. I, I love the story. I love the fact that there's no game film on him, so he's sort of catching people by surprise. He's under-throwing his receivers. He is throwing behind his receivers at times, throwing off his back foot. He's getting high on his own supply, and it's going to come back to bite him, and it might happen <laughs> against a Washington defense that is better than people are giving him credit for. 
Yeah, it, it, look, I think that could be where he comes crashing down to earth, but the way the San Francisco defense has been playing, oh. it's still going to be a bad matchup for Washington. It, it could end up just being a physical slugfest with these two defenses. I still trust San Francisco more than I trust Washington at this point, so I'm with you that I think the Commanders fall to 7-7-1 seven, seven, and one with a loss at San Francisco, and then that makes things really interesting where does Detroit suddenly factor into this playoff picture as they try to chase down the Commanders? Same thing with Seattle. The NFC play Playoff picture, and it, it, I don't think it happens, but if Green Bay somehow beats Miami, then they're legitimately into that conversation as well. NFC playoff picture, that last playoff spot, is certainly one to keep an eye on. This has been Canty Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, and the Sirius XM Channel 80. Weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.